Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Come down from the hills. Declare the fighting done. This is my colleague, Reverend Lynn Unger's poem, Hanukkah. Be bold, declare victory, even when the temple is wrecked and the tyrants have not returned, only coiled back like a snake, prepared to strike again. Come down. Try to remember a life gentled by daily acts of domestic faith, the pot set to boil, the bed made up, the table set in calm expectation that when the sun sets, we will still be here. Come down and settle. Unlearn the years of hiding. Light fires that can be seen for miles. That dance and spark and warm the frozen marrow. Set lamps in the window. Declare your presence, your loyalties, the truths for which you do not expect to have to die. It would take a miracle, you say, to carve such a solid life out of the shell of fear. I say, you are the stuff from which miracles is made. I say you are the stuff from which miracles is made. Hanukkah has done it again, arriving just when we need a festival of light. Hanukkah and winter solstice, Advent, Christmas, and Kwanzaa, all set in the darkest, coldest time of the year, reminding us of miracles and wonder, all inviting us to ready our hearts to receive the holy in this unlikeliest of times. Reverend Lynn Unger asks, what miracle will you take? Which, if any, is worth believing? The ability of people through our own efforts to overcome amazingly insurmountable odds? Or the ability of something beyond us to carry us through when our own strength fails? We are Unitarian Universalists. We have a lot of choices. The greatness of the humanist tradition lies in its faith in human beings, in our capacity to choose to live lives dedicated to compassion, love, service, and justice. The greatness of theist traditions such as Judaism, Christianity, and Islam lies in their faith that we human beings are not alone that we are sustained by a love infinitely greater than ourselves. If I had to choose, I'd choose both. I'd choose doing the good, hard work that justice demands of us and 
resting in the experience that we are held by a universe which is always beyond our understanding, but which sustains the infinite creativity and variety we call life. The miracle of Hanukkah has some unique lessons for us right about now, facing down two years and over 5.2 million lives lost in a global pandemic. If you're having some trouble seeing the light, these are especially for you. I'll begin with my favorite, the first of four. Number one, the Maccabees decided to light the lamp anyway. Having defeated the Syrian Greek army, the Maccabees returned to Jerusalem and cleared the wreckage from their war-ruined temple. In their rampage, the enemy had defiled the oil. The soldiers wanted to rededicate the temple by kindling the menorah. But a menorah must be filled with pure oil, and soldiers returning from the battlefield were deemed ritually impure, having been in the presence of so much death. Ritual purification takes seven days. They would have to wait a week and then spend a day making new oil. And then they found a single cruise of oil, still containing the seal of the high priest, one day's worth of pure oil. This was the moment. The Maccabees decided to light the lamp anyway. What lamp are you willing to light anyway? Hanukkah lesson number two, Hanukkah makes us wait. There is something to learning about the power of restraint and anticipation and ripening to sweetness. We know the power of being here in the present, not getting ahead of ourselves and not being left behind, but simply, as my colleague Anna Levy-Lyon says, lighting a single candle and sitting with just that one flame. We don't have to do everything or become everything we want to be all at once. That single flame reminds us of the power of small things, of starting small, of times when we must begin again. Can you wait? Honor where you are and what you have, and remember that you can only begin from right here. Hanukkah lesson number three. While the Hanukkah candles are burning, the only thing permitted to do is enjoy. Enjoy and remember, no work. Games are okay, presents are okay, Work is not okay. Are you willing to stop the headlong rush and the unhelpful soundtrack playing in your head and take a moment to breathe? Take a moment to open your heart to the light, to the possibility of joy. 
And Hanukkah lesson number four. The nine-candle Hanukkah is placed in the window of the home. Each night, an additional candle is kindled, and so they serve as a growing beacon of warmth and light in this season of cold and darkness. Can you bring to mind a time when the gift of warmth and light was shared with you in the cold and darkness? Rabbi Avi Weiss writes, the message of Hanukkah is to kindle the first light. My colleague, Reverend Margaret Beckman, writes, we are reminded that what seems impossible might be possible when we begin in faith and see what happens. Lithuanian-American historian Jaffa Eliach founded the Center for Holocaust Studies, which collected over 2,700 audio interviews of Holocaust survivors. In her book, Hasidic Tales of the Holocaust, she recounted this story. When Hanukkah came to Bergen-Belsen, a wooden clog, the shoe of one of the inmates, became a Hanukkah. Strings pulled from a concentration camp uniform, a wick and the black camp shoe polish, pure oil. And the living skeletons assembled to participate in the kindling of the Hanukkah lights. The rabbi of Blitzoff lit the first light and chanted the first two blessings in his pleasant voice. The festive melody was filled with sorrow and pain. When he was about to recite the third blessing, he stopped turned his head and looked around as if he were searching for something. But he immediately turned his face back to the quivering small lights and in a strong, reassuring, comforting voice, chanted the third blessing. Blessed art thou, or Lord our King, King of the universe, who has kept us alive and has preserved us and enabled us to reach this season. Among the people present at the kindling of the lights was a Mr. Zamiatkowitschki, a Polish political leader from Warsaw. He was a clever, sincere person with a passion for discussing religion, faith, and truth. As soon as the rabbi of Blitzhoff had finished the ceremony of kindling the lights, Zamiatkowitschki elbowed his way to the rabbi and said, Spira, you are a clever and honest person. I can understand your need to light Hanukkah candles in these wretched times. I can even understand the historical note of the second blessing, who wroughtest miracles for our fathers in days of old as at this season. But the fact that you recited the third blessing is beyond me. How could you thank God and say, Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has kept us alive and has preserved us and enabled us to reach this season? How could you say it when hundreds of dead Jewish bodies are literally lying within the shadows of the Hanukkah lights, when thousands of living Jew skeletons are walking around in camps and millions more are being massacred. For this you are thankful to God. For this you praise the Lord. This you call keeping us alive. My friend, you are 100% right, answered the rabbi. 
When I reached the third blessing, I also hesitated and I asked myself, what should I do with this blessing? I turned my head in order to ask the rabbi of Zainer and other distinguished rabbis who were standing near me, if indeed I might recite the blessing. But just as I was turning my head, I noticed that behind me, a throng was standing, a large crowd of living Jews, their faces expressing faith, devotion, and concentration as they were listening to the rite of kindling of the Hanukkah lights. I said to myself, if God, blessed be he, has such a nation that at times like these, when during the lighting of the Hanukkah lights, death is looking from every corner, if despite all that, they stand in throngs and with devotion listen to the Hanukkah blessing, who wroughtest miracles for our fathers in the days of old at this season. If indeed I was blessed to see such a people with so much faith and fervor, then I am under a special obligation to recite the third blessing. Some years after liberation, the rabbi of Blutzoff, now residing in Brooklyn, New York, received regards from Mr. Zamiatsky, who said that the answer he gave him during that dark Hanukkah night in Bergen-Belsen had stayed with him ever since and was a constant source of inspiration during hard and troubled times. Beloved spiritual companions, the festivals of light set in the darkest, coldest times of year remind us of miracles and wonder and invite us to ready our hearts to receive the holy. What miracle will you take? Remember, the Maccabees decided to light the lamp anyway. Can you wait, remembering that you can only begin from right here? Can you find the willingness to open your heart to the light, to the possibility of joy? Can you bring to mind a time when a gift of warmth and light was shared with you in the cold and darkness? I say, you are the stuff from which miracles are made. Let every heart prepare. Amen. And now for our benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart in namaste. I bow to the divine in you. In these days, when the days are short and the nights are long, our faith commands us to do something simple and profound, to light candles, to challenge the darkness and cold with warmth and light. As each candle is illuminated in turn, may we imagine ourselves, each one of us, a beacon of light. 
just as the first candle brings its flame to the other candles, so too may we bring our light. Let us keep this faith, beloveds, and pass it on. The service begins when the service ends. Bless your hearts. I love you. Amen. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace.